Hello and welcome to Movie Film Studios, the only radio broadcast that takes you inside the mind of two film studio bigwigs as we unravel and then re-ravel the best that Hollywood has to offer. I'm Isaac. And I'm AJ. And this week on the Movie Film Studios Radio Program Variety Hour, we delve into the world of gangsters in our retrospective look at mafia films. And I think that's enough with the voice. I think it is, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're back to, back to doing a retrospective. Uh, mm. And this week we're, we're looking at some of the uh, more well-known classic, classic mafia films. Classic mafia films that, uh, for whatever reason, we haven't really fully watched no, before. No, I'm not a, not a mafia film fan. I've, mm. I've seen a, a, a few of Scorsese's earlier works, but yep. none of the really big ones that he seems to be uh, yep. known for, yep. um, which... Uh, so one of which we'll be discussing, obviously, <laughs> exactly. um, uh, some of the other big ones. So uh, do you want to start us off? What did we watch this yes. week? Yes. So this week, to kick off this retrospective episode, we have Goodfellas, directed by Martin Scorsese and released in 1990, starring Joe Pesci, Ray Liotta, uh, Robert, De Niro. Robert De Niro, Lorraine Bracco, and a couple of other people. I, I swear, and you, I swear there's got to be one actor who's in all three of the films we're going to discuss. It's going to be some uh, Italian character actor. Probably, yeah. Uh, who, you know, was, uh, who's just been in all of those m- yeah. mob films yeah. uh, for, for three decades. Because I think the, the films that we've chosen have spanned three decades yes, worth of have. filmmaking. So, I mean, Goodfellas is one of those those classic films. I haven't, I've seen bits and pieces of it. I haven't yeah. seen it all the way through. Yeah, me too. But it's one of those classic depictions of organized crime in America in, I think, the 50s and 50s 60s. 50s and 60s, yeah, around, about around, around that time, sort of time. Yeah. Uh, and it's got that classic line for, you know, for as long as I rem- couldn't remember, I've always wanted to be... Uh, Gangster? I wanted to say mobster. I I think think gangster is sort of uh, correct. So it starts off with like Ray Liotta's um, voiceover sort of explaining his life. And that's sort of like the trope of this film as well. I think the entire film is narrated by him. So he's kind of like talking about his life in crime and um, his, uh, you know, his parents or his mother's dissatisfaction with him in sort of entering this life. And just the general tomfoolery that mobsters and gangsters get up to. There's lots of gunshots like cl- gun close-ups of like snub nose revolvers as yep. they go up off next to people's faces yes. there's uh de niro and joe pesci burying bodies oh, yeah. in the middle of the woods can i um, also like to say this is peak joe pesci as well yeah. like this is all the characterizations of joe pesci you've ever seen they don't come from that fishing film that he did with um uh oh, the guy from lethal weapon danny glover yeah you remember that god fishing film that they no. did together it's like this really bizarre comedy which i always thought was a sequel to lethal weapon like a spin-off film <laughs> but it's not um but anyway this is peak see, peak see just Pesci. two short years after goodfellas yep. he's in a little film called home alone <laughs> where he's also playing a violent criminal <laughs> but being bested by a young macaulay culkin uh in this one he does a lot more of the besting yeah, right, uh, with yeah. a with as i said a snub nose revolver yes. i'm sure if he had that one yep. uh he and uh Daniel Stern, Daniel Stern, I yeah, think, yes. uh, would have would have made a short work of Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, it really. I mean, again, we can't talk about this too much because we just don't know yeah. what happens in it. This is this is subtitled uh, Three Decades of Life in Organized Crime" or, yeah. or something along those lines. I have a feeling it may be based off a memoir of an actual um, person who was inv- yeah. like I don't Could actually right. really know. Let's say it is based yeah. on a true story. Yeah, um, and. Uh, my my understanding is it goes from him being a young kid growing up poor in mm-hmm. New York, New Jersey, doesn't really matter, sure. in the 50s, um, idolizing these mobsters who seem to have it all made, yep. getting into the life of that, um, that, that scene and having the money and having the power and getting the women yeah. and having the respect. Yep. And 
spoiler alert, I again, haven't seen the film. I have a feeling the back end of it is him uh, working with the FBI to try and take down the mob yeah, from the inside or right, something yeah. along those lines. They all seem to end up that way. Yeah. Um, th- this trailer has flashes of Wolf of Wall Street, which yep. is a Scorsese film that I've seen. Yep. It has the... He's got cash strapped inside his body. It's yeah. got the whole... Um, you know, beautiful women who are enamored by powerful yep. men. And and really, when you look at, like, the guys on Wall Street and the mobsters of the 50s and 60s, they're just as bad criminals Pretty as much. each other. They so. just don't kill each other these days, as yeah. far as I'm aware. <laughs> Not so much, but still as much cocaine and just as That's much right. cash yep. flying about. So The weird thing about this trailer, though, is that, for the most part, it's narrated by Ray Liotta, from, yeah. I'm assuming, just pulled from the film. Yep. And then right at the end, it brings in the movie guy voice. In a world. like Just to finish off the trailer. Literally the last 10 seconds of the trailer, he gets to do the voiceover. Yeah. Like move aside, Ray Liotta. I've got some. <laughs> I've got some things to tell you about Goodfellas. The other really tough thing about looking at trailers in retrospective is finding the actual original <laughs> yeah. trailers on YouTube because there's so many fan cuts. Yeah, um, it's like you're not really sure if you're actually watching the official yeah. trailer, even though it says official trailer in the yeah. YouTube title. So. Also, like the art of making a trailer was really kind of solidified in I'm going to say like the 2000s and and forward, where they had a very like formulaic rhythm to them. The ones in the past are all, like, really... They're all scattershot. Yeah. It's just, like, little scenes and snippets everywhere. 80s, I thought you were going to say solidified in the 80s. When the movie voice guy came in... True, yeah. Um, and you start seeing, like, cuts of, like, the one-liners, the, yeah. the bits that sell the film, and then you have the, the movie guy just sort of putting a, his sheen over the top to yeah. make it coherent. Yeah. Before then, it's, like, sometimes it's just, like, two minute, a two-minute <laughs> scene from in the middle of the film, and then it's just, like... If you want to watch one film this summer, watch this. I'm like, what are you doing? You haven't sold me at all. This is weird. The pacing's all bad. Yeah. Where's yeah. Dwayne the Rock Johnson jumping out of a building right, and yeah. grabbing onto a crane? Where's that like, yeah, that moment where you're not sure if he's going to make it or not? Yeah. It's none of that. It's just gratuitous violence. I think a lot of like, the, there's been a sh- bit of a shift in filmmaking where mm. they actually write scenes into the films yep. that they know that they can use in the trailers yes. to sell the film as well. I think you're absolutely um, right. And there was a, pilmi- uh, a period in filmmaking where they just they just wanted to make films and they didn't care about having to advertise <laughs> them and then it became more corporate. Yeah, exactly. And that's when we got jobs. That's <laughs> All right, let's fast forward a little bit uh, to the 80s and talk about Scarface. So but you say fast forward. In terms of the organized crime, yeah, but not in terms of this was made no, in eighty three. That's right. So it was it was made earlier, but set later. Yes. Um. Yeah. So this is this is organized crime in yep. Miami, I believe. Yes. Um. Uh. With Al Pacino's iconic role as, as oh gosh, Joey Joe Scarface. <laughs> I don't know what his actual name is. Uh, Tony Montana. Tony Montana. That makes it. Uh, for some reason, I thought Tony Montana was a NFL star. He probably was. Joe Montana. John Montana. Yeah, what maybe. Yeah. Uh, it's his younger brother, uh, with a slightly different last name. <laughs> yep. Um, and this one is, again, drug running. I imagine they're all yeah, drug running. Yeah. Less of an ensemble cast in this one. This one's really centred around uh, Scarface in his moment. It's not a retrospective or anything like that. Uh, and yes, he is a, a sort of a drug a drug lord, uh, a Colombian drug lord. I'm pretty sure it's Colombian. It's one of the two. Cuban? Cuban, maybe? Somewhere along those lines. I don't want to be racist, but uh, South American origin drug I, I don't think you can board. be any more racist than Al Pacino's <laughs> accent in this film which is bordering on a caricature of a, really a Latin is, American yeah. um, person maybe it's a good representation I think it get cops a bit of shtick um, uh, these days for, for being borderline insensitive oh, it absolutely is and it's that like that ridiculousness that everyone wants to imitate as well like everyone's done the say uh, hello to my little friend that, that one yeah whatever, that first was... you get the money then you get the power then you get the women I mean the Simpsons even satirised that yeah. at some point as well um, 
But uh, yeah, it's so yeah. This has that kind of sheen of the eighties, you know, the, the over the top, exaggerated outfits, the like slightly synthetic score in the background as well. Um, Michelle Pfeiffer just coming in there. Not having any dialogue in yeah, the trailer, by the way. She's really young in this film really, as well. Really, really young. Um, but yeah, clearly the film is sent is Al Pacino's sort of... Uh, his, it's his. So this is the actually the only uh, uh, gangster film this week that I've, I've seen. Yes. And I wasn't really paying very close attention to it. I think I was working on something else. But really, quite strangely, I knew every single song on the soundtrack. <laughs> really? Like, word for word. I'm like, how is that possible? I don't listen to a lot of music. Yeah. But every single song that appeared... I'm like, I'm like, how is this possible? Mm. I realized there's a radio station on GTA 3. Ah, I, I think yes. it's Flashback FM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Flashback FM just plays, just the, plays Scarfa- the Scarface uh, soundtrack. And so I'm like, take it to the limit. Limit <laughs> past the point. I'm like, well, how do I know this? I'm like, oh, it's because I've been driving around like whatever, <laughs> Liberty City and, and just killing a whole bunch of people. Is the 80s that uh, the start of the time period where they start using original songs instead of an orchestral or original soundtrack feels like all the songs of the 80s started appearing in films at around about yeah, that time yeah you had like Duran Duran or was like yeah. beforehand like you look at Bond and they definitely had some introductory songs yes. but I don't think on the inside the only one I can think of is um, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid which I yeah. think is like 1979 yep. has like Whiter Birds Suddenly Appear like or, or something like there's this weird song where they're riding a bicycle like right in the middle of the film <laughs> and it's set in like the 1860s and yep. like this like 1960s song just sort of comes on for no reason who knows um, but yeah, that's I mean that's pretty close to the eighties. I'm sure yeah. that's where they yeah, sort yeah. of started to to take that ball and run with it. Yeah, I also wonder when Scarface is going to get remade because I think it is a remake. I think there's a 1930s yeah. gangster film called Scarface. Yes, back in the day where like all of the actors wore like white powder <laughs> all over their face, uh, and it's like oh because it's black and white. I'm like it still looks really really yeah. strange. Yep. Um, I think it's a silent film, and then. Uh, so no crazy racist accents in that film then? I mean, there, there probably were. They just didn't have the equipment to pick <laughs> them up. Were the title cards written in the accent as well? Because um, uh, Al Capone's nickname was Scarface as well, which yeah. I think was the, the original... Plus, is this maybe like a spiritual successor or something? I don't know. Not really sure. Maybe they just called it Scarface because he had a scar on his face and the original film was about Al Capone and this one's about someone else entirely. Yeah. Maybe they couldn't get the life rights to Al Capone. (laughs) Who knows? Who knows why they made this Um, Directed by Brian De Palma, but a screenplay by Oliver Stone. I I wasn't aware of that. Um, uh, He obviously went on to make a a few, make and direct a few films of his own. Um, But uh, obviously started out writing uh, gangster films. That's right. Yeah. I'm sure this film is, I haven't seen it. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm sure it's great. So let's instead move on to a film I actually have seen, uh, and it's kind of the classic that sort of started them all, The Godfather, released in 1972, directed by Francis Ford Coppola. So this one, to my eternal shame, is a film that I have never watched. Oh, Uh, And and it's one of those ones that everyone quotes as being the best film of all time, my favourite film. Oh, it's it's Uh, pretty fabulous. And I I haven't seen it. And now I staunchly refuse. Never watched Godfather, (laughs) just to spite all of them. See, the thing is, so a bit of uh, history for you here in terms of my own personal life. Uh, Me being of Italian origin means that I saw a lot of The Godfather before I'd actually seen the film, and I only say that in terms of the amount of lines that were quoted at me from various family members from this film. So stuff like, um, 
you know. Uh, I mean, I know a lot of the. I'll make him an offer. You yeah, can't make refuse. you an offer. Can't Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. What I don't know, know what the line is, <laughs> but it's something like that, right? Or yeah, on this day of my daughter's wedding. Yeah, yeah, exactly. These are all lines that are so deeply ingrained yeah. into pop culture that you know without ever having watched yeah. the film itself. But it's also really weird because I watched I watched that film and it feels like I'm watching like family videos at a certain point <laughs> as well because uh, the Godfather played by Marlon uh, Brando. Marlon Brando sort of looks a little bit like my late grandfather as well uh, and has that same kind of mannerism. So it's just, it's a bit weird to watch because it hits very close to home minus all the actual violence and shooting, as far as I'm aware. Um, But this film is an undisputed classic, probably in most part due to Marlon Brando's uh, depiction of the titular character. Vito Um, Corleone. Vito Corleone. And uh, as well as that, Al Pacino's role as um, was it Al Pacino? It yes, is Al Pacino. It is. Al Pacino. Yeah. Uh, his role as the as the son, I believe, or the sorry, the what do you call the uh, the heir, the protege? No, yeah, the the person the Godfather's looking after. There is he go. not? Is he not actually his dad? Or no, no, no. I'm pretty sure that. Um, He's not actually part of the Corleone family. Oh, really? I just um, I assumed that it was Marlon Brando's. And no, the no, son. Vito Corleone is his godfather. Oh, uh, yes. That's where I get the name of the film from. I assumed it was his son because he takes over as being the godfather. He does, yeah. So he becomes this sort of he rises up through the ranks. I believe he, he was a bit of a nobody back in. The, I haven't seen the Godfather for a long time, so I'm probably talking out of my ass here. But uh, as far as I remember. Um, Al Pacino's character, whose name I've forgotten, is actually an outsider to the Corleone family, but uh, Vito sort of takes him on and becomes his godfather, and they basi- he basically gets interweaved into their role or into their family as a big-time mafia okay. crime boss syndicate man. Um, so this one, I mean, has from memory of seeing snippets of it <laughs> probably as much killing as there are in the other ones Lots oh yeah tons of it actually it, it really can't compare to Scarface in terms of the amount of machine gun fire yeah. that he just like but this has definitely got but this has some really iconic scenes in it the, the horse the horse head the horse head uh, there's a is the one where he hides a gun in the bathroom and then he has to get the gun and shoot some guy in a restaurant uh poor. Yeah. yeah and then there's another one where there's people hiding out like in a toll booth and yes. when the toll yep. bo- I, I mean again I have seen all of these snippets <laughs> I can probably piece together the entire you film from the could, little yes. clips that yep. I've seen uh, but yeah, an absolute classic, uh, followed by The Godfather 2 and the slightly less classic Godfather 3. There is like some six degrees of... It was actually only two degrees of separation because De Niro, who is in um, Goodfellas, Goodfellas yes. is in Godfather 2. Yep. And Pacino, who's in Godfather, yeah. is in Scarface. There's, exactly. There's very... Like there's a, a Venn diagram, which is <laughs> it's pretty much just a circle because the, the things overlap so much that all of yeah. the same actors of Italian descent exactly. and they um, they probably all went on to be in uh, The Sopranos yep. when they're a little bit later on in life yep. um, yeah so make, I'm, make I'm sure, sure there, there has to be that. there has to be someone who's like got, been in all three of these yeah. films I couldn't tell you who they are but their name probably ends in Eno or <laughs> Gianni or <laughs> or Scarcella um, alright I think those are the three films for this week's episode but of course before we can do anything with those we're going to take a little walk over to the green room let's go all right here we are now we don't really have to choose no. a film this week because the theme is mafia. The mafia We're going to be taking yeah. something from all three of these films, and that's obviously the mafia connection. Now, the first thing I want to put in there 
is I think we need a reclusive, slightly batty older actor yeah. to play our like lead or sort of a, a someone who's close to a lead role, the sort of archer type or the parental type, a la Marlon Brando. Yep. We also have to do something to him physically yeah. that gives him that kind of air of mysteriousness. So the famous story is that like Marlon Brando shoved cotton wool into his cheeks to get him that sort of like bizarre kind of like mouth hanging open <laughs> uh, like kind of voice yeah uh, i think we need to do that so i'm just, i'm heading straight to casting all right all right okay go ahead uh so who can we get and i'm thinking immediately who jumps to mind is jeff bridges um but you know I'm, what's really weird about that choice yep is one of the only references i have for godfather is a film called mafia exclamation yep. mark uh, yes in which lloyd bridges yes. plays the godfather <laughs> character um, so I'm quite happy. I think right. I think Jeff Bridges so Jeff would fit Bridges. in nicely there. Are they re- they related? That's a they? father and son. Yeah, and then right. uh, Bo Bridges is uh, Jeff's older Jeff's brother. Son. Yes, I thought um, it was his son. No, no. no. no you're right. uh, the other one that I wanted to bring up here is um, uh, the Godfather is uh, crime in America in the 20s and 30s. I yep. think. Yep. Uh, then we have Goodfellas, which is in the 50s and 60s. Yep. We have Scarface, which is the 80s. Yes. Is there a specific decade which we want to talk about uh, organized crime Ooh. in that period? Um, I always like going like super far back in time. Right. Okay. Um, so I mean, if you look at Scorsese's body of work, he yes. did that with Gangs of New York. Yeah. Um, and then he did Eighties with Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Oh, that was ninety. I'm not really sure. Uh, he, yeah, he tends to go 80s. all over the place. I, I like I like the historical angle yeah. to it all. I mean, how far back can we go before organized crime doesn't? How about like the like the start of organized crime? Now, I know that America likes to take credit for it, but I'm pretty sure, like democracy, it came from some other country I mean, somewhere else the, in the, the world. the fact that it's called mafia is like, it's, it's of, Italian, uh, yeah. of Italian roots. Yes. And I think that probably even goes back to maybe ancient Rome. I think you're right. Yes. I think so. I think we, we take it right back to the mafia origins yep. and do Roman organized crime yes. uh, throughout the Senate, sort of in, uh, you know, 40 BC, 40 BC around, yeah, yeah. around Caesar's time. Yep. Caesar was like... 23 i think yep 23 to 14 with this like he's perfect somewhere in those sort of can I, we also include caesar in this story as a kind of like, a, a, like a, a MacGuffin or yeah like i think kind of like you see you know vote for caesar uh, i'm not sure if they vote in the senate anyway <laughs> the, he he's definitely the the president yeah. um who's in the background yeah. who has a couple of sort of like appearances in there yeah but is not really like he's not part of the story maybe yeah. something part he, he's trying to crack down on crime and so he yeah, becomes yeah. Uh, an antagonist to what our organized well, crimes I, so. are I mean wasn't I mean Caesar was not elected to power as far as I was aware he was made put in charge of the city while the city was off fighting wars and basically never gave up the throne after that yeah. ended so he kind of was put there but then never left yeah so he he was I can't remember if it was a praetorship or anyway he, he there's a, a few um, steps they have to go to yeah. to um to get to to power he was given command of the armies yep. and went through uh, Gaul um and then was told that if he he'd gained so much popularity with the people and with his army yep. that the senate said you cannot come back into Italy with your armies and yes. if you do you're declaring war Brilliant. and so he's he did come back in with his armies and then Pompey which was another figure at the time uh, they started a civil war and then he defeated Pompey and Pompey had to run away and then he came back into Rome and said alright while we're under civil war we'll yep. elect you as ultimate ruler yeah. um, or Rex the king yes um, and uh and, and he, the rest is history. The rest is history. Yes. Uh, ancient history. And I believe he was stabbed in the back at some point. Yeah, as well. 23 times he was stabbed. Do we want to tie that into this as well? Oh, interesting. It, it is like the, the Scarface kind it of like is, shooting yeah. people in the back. Yeah, this yeah. time they're doing it with knives, knives and chore exactly, swords. Yeah. 
This is really good. I like it. I um, like the idea of a conspiracy, shadowy underworld of mafia kingpins who actually orchestrated the downfall of Caesar. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad at all. Because, you know, they, they were, during the Civil War, they were profiteering. They yes. were, you know, uh, hitting supply runs yep. and, and stealing and, and selling on the black market, yep. fixing gladiator fights, yep. all that sort of, you know, seedy, underbelly mafia. Sabotaging carts. And then and then Caesar comes in and they're like, no, this this is this political stability that we have with a, a ruler is, is not what we want. So he gets Brutus and Cassius and yep. Cicero yep. and all the other people in my ancient history textbook <laughs> to, uh, to, to, you know, um, betray him. Okay, perfect. So we have Jeff Bridges as our... I suppose our our kingpin of the ancient Italian mafia or yep. the ancient Roman mafia. Yep. Um how okay, so what who else should he have in there? Should he have like a young I think he needs to have like a young protege. Or yeah, young it needs to be Lord. the Ray Liotta, yeah. the guy who's like he's grown up on the mean streets of um of Rome. Yep. Uh, and and has always looked up to the organize the people. Like he's like I'm when I'm never going to amount to anything. Yep. I'm a uh, plebeian. Yep. Um, so I'm I'm never going to amass power. Yep. Through like you know the the pa- the I want to say patriarchy, <laughs> but are they patricians? patricians? They are patricians yeah. and plebeians. So yep. I assume it is patriarchy. <laughs> sure. Why sure. not? Um, and uh, he's just like, and then he he sees these people who are, you know, were. Uh, plebeians like him and he's just like I aspire to be in this you know wealthy group of people so maybe Jeff Bridges sort of takes him on under his wing a la like Thanos and Gamora from Avengers is it the same sort of bitter twisted end where no no probably not no he wants to get out of it yeah exactly (laughs) he has a terrible life alright so who's going to play our sort of Ray Liotta uh, Al Pacino style character yeah interesting uh, so we need like a, I guess a young, fresh face, fresh faced. We we kind of want to go for that sort of Italian descent or close to Italian descent uh, style actor as well. Um, who who is around these days that has more of a European look? I don't know. I I mean I was going to say Tom Holland has that fresh face look, but we <laughs> we keep too fresh. We keep casting Tom Holland <laughs> in everything. Um, this is also one of those ones where we you know as as um Goodfellas does where. Uh, it's like three decades of you know my life in crime, and yep. you have a young Ray Liotta, yep. uh, a middle, uh, an actual Ray Liotta, and then a Ray Liotta with grey in his hair. <laughs> we could split that up into three different roles. Three if different we roles, want. okay. But then we have to come up with three actors, and we're really no, we struggling. No, to no, come no. Up we with only one. need two actors because we need the young one, and then the middle-aged one, and the old one yeah. just needs to be makeup. Yeah, sure. Uh, even better, cast the old one. Make up to make him look younger, and then yes. cast a younger actor. Or we can do the Marvel, and we can just CGI <laughs> young Robert De Niro. Yeah, face we could on. do that. Yeah. We could do that too. Uh, plenty of options here, and I think that like the thing that most mafia films are lacking is gratuitous CGI. Yes. Um, <laughs> so we said we're going to do a Colosseum fight. We can just b- oh, we, borrow the oh, same assets do, from yeah. Thor Ragnarok yeah, and use yeah. the bad CG so what, stadium like a in tiny that one. Green screen instead. Yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, yeah, we do need a. a Massive gladiator scene as well. Uh, we might as well then pull from um, the the rule book of gladiator as well. Um, and uh, do we need to get back? Uh, what's his name? Um, Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. What about Russell Crowe as Caesar? Yeah, I that's think, a good one. I think Russell Crowe would be a good Caesar yep. in, in this film. Can we also then do a complete role reversal? And I think our Ray Liotta character needs to be Joaquin Phoenix that we then CG to make younger. And CG to make older. And CG to make older. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I'm sure we can get some digital scans of like... He does have that sort of very severe eyebrow kind of look. Um, And in his sort of younger days. Yeah. 
Yeah, okay. So uh, it's <laughs> so Russell Crowe is, is playing Caesar. Jeff Bridges is our archetypal kingpin who then takes under his wing Joaquin Phoenix, who we will CGI as a young kid. We'll have to do the research on what he looked like as a young kid. Yep. And then we'll also CGI him as old because we don't use makeup anymore. Did he have a different name when he was a young kid as well? No. Like, uh, I think he's like, he because his brother was River and yeah. he's in the like moonshine and he like changed it to Joaquin because it was a, like a weird name but I think we need to ask the academy I'm going to ask the academy um, the problem is I don't know how to spell out Joaquin to the Joaquin academy. J-O-A-Q-U-I-M I'll just ask about River M? Phoenix and then get them to uh, switch me over Joaquin Raphael Phoenix uh, is his name that's how he was born that's his actual name oh sorry he was born Joaquin Raphael Bottom <laughs> I don't know how that works, but it sure. Uh, so there you go. Does he have a like a sister who has a weird name? I uh, he's I, got Rain Phoenix, Rain Phoenix, sister Liberty Phoenix, and Summer Phoenix. So he, River Rain, and then he gets a Joaquin. Yeah, I just, like. Does that mean like Snowdrift in like some language? <laughs> they all seem to be nature focused, all except his. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, regardless, uh, so Joaquin is forty three. Yeah, yeah, sort of fit that like middle-aged uh, mafia yeah. boss. Exactly. Like that's that's at an age where we can definitely prosthetic him to look twenty and prosthetic yep. him to look sixty. Or no, what? no, 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 CG. I, I mean, yeah, CG prosthetics. <laughs> <laughs> um, just uh, or, so we're just putting dots all over his face and yeah, then yeah. fixing it in Motion post. Capture the whole thing. Yeah. Um. So, what are the beats of this film though? You've got his young. He's on the street. Yep. He's scrappy. Yep. Um. Jeff Bridges like sees him like maybe being beaten up by some other street thug people, yep. but also giving it a good go back. All right. How about this? We we, Joaquin and a young Caesar are childhood friends. Oh wow! But then the young Caesar stabs him in the back. Oh. You know, figuratively, not uh, literally. Because uh, Young Caesar's trying to slum it, trying yeah. to... Like, he, Young Caesar's very ambitious. Yes. But kind of like goes, I, I know to be... To actually get good um, power, I need military strength. And yep. the, the best way to toughen myself up is yep. to to get in with these sort of street yep. rats. Yes. And sort of comes down and, and befriends um, this sort of uh, young Joaquin Phoenix. Yes. I've got another, another thing for you to throw at you. So what if... Joaquin and a young... We're going to have to CG young Russell Crowe as well. Yeah. Uh, what if them, as kids, are vying for the affection of a different mafia kingpin? Ooh. Right? Someone who is actually on top of the, like, pecking order. Yes. So it's not Jeff Bridges at that time. It's someone else. And at the last minute, uh, Caesar, young Russell Crowe, stabs Joaquin in the back yeah. and goes off with this new kingpin. A, a literal kingmaker. Yes. Exactly, exactly. And then after that, while Joaquin is sort of lying in the streets, uh, defeated, bruised, whatever, Jeff Bridges rolls in as the sort of like, yeah. stick with me, kid, we'll go far. And then the story is set. But then yeah, you, you also have, because Jeff Bridges' rival is this other guy yes, exactly. who is who is actually sort yes. of the kingpin who's yep. doing all the organized crimes. Yep. And Jeff Bridges is left there picking up the scraps exactly. of organized crime. Exactly. So we've got like a nice father-son story with Jeff Bridges and Joaquin. We've got another father-son story with whoever our other kingpin is, and Russell Crowe. Yep. And then it's father against father, son against son. It's madness. Uh, so who are we going to cast as our other, as our kingmaker, as our playmaker? Can we get Lloyd Bridges? <laughs> <laughs> he is dead. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh. I mean, I would, I love, I absolutely love Lloyd Bridges. 
I mean, can we get him back? Maybe we get Bo Bridges. Bo Bridges? Have Bo Bridges versus Jeff Bridges. That's not bad. That's I, th- not bad I think that's all. I think that's some good. And then like the twist in the film is that they're brothers. Yep. And we're just like, and the audience is just like, well, if you wanted it to be a twist, why did you cast <laughs> brothers to play brothers in a film? Can we also make it just even more on the nose and have the final like climactic battle on a bridge? Yes, definitely. I like that. Except not the same bridge that like Russell Crowe threw himself off in <laughs> Les Miserables because that was no, pretty bad. No, no, no. Um, like- yeah, so we have the we have the street urchins fighting. We have the stabbing in the back. Yep. We have the um, uh, Oliver Twist going off with um, <laughs> Fagin or whatever that sort of you know thing is going on there. We have obviously then Caesar's career progresses in the background. We have I like the idea of the the organized fight in the Colosseum mm-hmm. where it's rigged and someone's supposed to fall, but because there's so many organized crime elements, they're both supposed to have rigged the fight <laughs> and they're both supposed to lose. But there's definitely a couple of more beats in there. There's maybe, do we do a, a war thing when Caesar goes off to war? Is there is there oh, some for sort sure. of like there needs to be an attempt there to seize power? Yeah. So sort of like in the middle of the film. Uh, Caesar goes off to war. Uh, Joaquin, we need to give him a name actually because I can't keep using his actor name. Uh, I can't. What's a good Roman name? Um, I was going to say Fabiano. <laughs> Fabiano. Yep. Uh, is like right. This is my chance now to seize power. Him and Jeff Bridges are like, yep, let's do it. But at the last minute, they're ousted by Bo Bridges. Yes. It's just like you thought you could sneak in and seize power while I'm here. And then there's like that that uh, reveal that Bo and Jeff are brothers. You know what we could do? And again, this is drawing on my very limited knowledge. I'm fairly sure mm-hmm. that character that Bo Bridges plays historically would be called Crassus. Crassus, all right. Who was, who was a rich old general yep. who formed a triumvirate with uh, Caesar, Pompey and Crassus yep. and, uh, and used their power and influence to sort of get political fame. Yep. So I'm not sure if historically... Crassus has a younger brother who is also a, some sort of an organized crime lord, but that's that's uh, that's Bo Bridges. Uh, yeah, but history is written by the winners, isn't it? And and then rewritten by Hollywood. Exactly. <laughs> All right, perfect. So what? Crassus. 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 So we don't have a name for Jeff Bridges' character. No. Can we make it like it has to be a name that sounds like Crassus, like uh, Tarnassus. <laughs> exactly. So Crassus and Tarnassus, uh, with. Uh, Caesar and what did we Fabio? Ch- Fabi- Fabian. Fabi- Fabian. 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 Sure. Yeah. All right. Great. Uh, so we need to make this, we need to give bigger stakes. We need somehow uh, to get more action, more CG in there. Uh, a lot of these mafia films have gunfire, yeah. explosions. Uh, so that, like the, the Goodfellas has a bit where like the kid breaks the glass of a bunch of cars, pours petrol in there, and then sets them all on fire. Yep. And they explode for some reason. Yeah, because uh, they're full of petrol. Because Well, I mean, yeah, but they, that would just burn. It wouldn't explode. Yeah, that's okay. Um, can we somehow... Did they have explosives in ancient Rome? I don't think so. Damn. But that's never stopped us before. <laughs> there's There's got to be maybe like... I'm thinking like the the Ben Hur style um, uh, sea fighting where they yeah. try and ram because that's what they try to do more yep. often than not was ram each other. Yep. I think at one stage, and this is probably a little bit later on in history. Yep. But Pompey, who was one of the members of the triumvirate, his son yep. was put in charge of the navy. Yep. And then when Caesar came back, he kind of went, "Well, you just killed my dad," so he he pissed off with the navy and became a pirate and just harassed yep. the supply lines. So maybe we can do something like that where yep. they're the mafia is trying to like harass the supply lines yep. with uh with the navy, and we can yep. have some big sort of like do they maybe they had uh 
giant flaming balls of that they shot okay. with catapults at each other on the, yeah, on the sea? I have an idea, but this might be slightly too ridiculous. Let's, so, let's go with it. Pompey. Yep. Uh, I'm thinking Pompeii. Yeah. And I'm thinking that they're somehow harnessing the power of Mount Vesuvius to make yeah. new explosive weapons. You're about 150 years too early. Doesn't matter. <laughs> it does not. But that's the thing, right? Maybe this is what sets in motion the eventual eruption of Mount Vesuvius. I think I think what you're thinking of is like the third part of this one, which is just like, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I, I, I don't mind it. I don't mind that if if um if part of that sort of pirate thing is they they are developing a catapult yes. that fires molten material at yep. their enemies, yep. and the only the only source they can find for it is in in Vesuvius. Vesuvius yeah. Why not? Well, uh, that, that that's fine. <laughs> I have uh, no idea where these places are on a on a map, but uh, doesn't matter. It's uh, Vesuvius is like a holiday town. This is south south of Rome sure. on the coast okay that'll, that'll work that'll work um, great so that just adds that's now we can use we can have some gratuitous explosions in yeah. Rome yeah why not uh, okay so we need now the climactic like final battle between Caesar Fabian uh, Crassus and Tarnassus Tarnassus is what we call him I think it's what we called yeah, him yeah I, I think what actually happens with Caesar is they just kind of stab him on the steps of Rome and leave him to bleed. Yeah. But I like the idea that like, sort of a la Inglorious Bastards, how yep. the whole the whole like thing is burning down behind yeah, yeah. them. Yeah. As that, so I, I kind of feel as though maybe the 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 whole Senate building catches on fire. Yep. Like we we take from other, you know, Nero was supposed to be an emperor who <laughs> who just sat there and watched Rome burn. Yep. So maybe we just steal that part of history and bring <laughs> it in into here. Where we'll just have him there. All of Rome is just on fire, yep. and, and Nero did it for some reason. They yep. hire Nero, who was a well-known <laughs> pyromaniac. Pyromaniac, yes, <laughs> yeah. okay. And, and and the whole thing's on fire as as um uh uh Fabian and Caesar are like running through the streets of Rome. And the reason they know how to run all throughout the sewer system is because that's where they grew that's up. Where they grew up, yeah. Was so they they met. And then yeah. and then yeah, and then eventually they sort of catch up and they yeah. have this big sort of. I want to say lightsaber duel, but they definitely don't have lightsabers. <laughs> or do they? Maybe they have flame swords. Fla- definitely flaming swords. Flaming swords. So they've dipped it in a la, like, I think they had the scene in Pirates of the Caribbean where you, like, dip it in petrol or, like, some kind of, like, yeah. oil lantern and set it on fire and you get, like, a, a fire sword. Yeah, maybe instead of, maybe Vesuvia, the um, Pompeii yep. and, uh, what's the other place there? Herculaneum, yep. uh, uh, manufacturers of this this oil, yep. this this oil ever burning oil, yeah, yeah. and that's why when Vas- Vesuvius goes off, yep. like 150 years later, the whole place burns down because yeah. it, they they've that's been, where they made it. They've been making this oil yeah. that they've been using in the catapults to launch things ah, at people okay. that they've been lighting their source of fire. Yeah. So that oil sort of comes from volcanic material. Yeah, exactly. See, this is legitimate now. Yeah, exactly. People go to our film and go. Oh, I didn't know that they were doing that at that time. Uh, so yeah, that that feels made from volcanic ashes and and all kinds of yep. bits and pieces, uh, and is sort of shipped throughout. Not even shipped throughout; it's secretly shipped to Rome. Yes, uh, to Caesar because he's experimenting with new types of weaponry. Exactly. At the end of it, they both get their hands on it and they have a flaming sword battle. I also think that uh, Tarnassus needs to die. Yes, I th- definitely. Yeah. In fact, you know what? Maybe Tarnassus and Cassius? Was it Cassius? No, Crassus. Crassus need to kill each other. Yeah. As a kind of... Uh, yeah, this is this is the catalyst for, for Act 3. And yeah. So, so all, all of Fabian's actions beyond the point where Tarnassus yep. dies yep. are kind of like Vengefield. Um, yep. So Caesar has to kill Tarnassus, doesn't he? Like, that has to be a thing. 
where and then and then Fabian's like, I need vengeance on Caesar. Yeah. And then Yes, I like this. Maybe I... Crassus just dies of natural causes. <laughs> but I also like uh you know the the whole Romeo and Juliet thing where things just happen and because certain people don't know certain types of information, yeah, the misinformation, they assume yeah. other things. And I think that's what needs to happen here. So Crassus and Tarnassus die. One side thinks it was that side. The other the side, side thinks it was the other side. But yeah. really, maybe they just both oh, died of natural causes. So, so heart rate. Because there's got to be a moment there as well where maybe, maybe Caesar and Fabian have patched things up. They've yeah. been rivals for so long and they're like, we were boyhood friends yes. and we can work together. Yep. Oh no, Tarnassus has died. <laughs> Fabian then breaks the alliance thinking Caesar has killed him. Yep. But it, it wasn't Caesar. It was something else. Yep. And then Crassus is dead. It's like, how could you? And then it's like, What's oh, it? yeah. it's heartrending because you could have been happy yeah. and things could have worked out if you'd just known yep. all of the information all along. I also like to make it even more like heartbreaking, Crassus and Tarnassus need to die of natural causes, but right bef- like right after they've just like come back together as like oh like they brothers. they yeah. also they also patch they things up, also yeah. patch things up like, and then subsequently they're like a centimeter away from a completely happy ending but because they then die immediately after they yeah. patch things up maybe maybe we introduce instead of natural causes because that's a bit of a coincidence we introduce a third rogue element which yep. is the the oil smugglers uh, yep. uh, and have have murdered them to try and take over the oil because they they All go. Right. If we have the two elements of organized crime yep. working together, suddenly all of this sort of like secret oil well, is Nero. Yeah. Nero, 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 the pyromancer who yeah. loves nothing but fire. Exactly, kills Crassus, kills Tarnassus. Yep, frames Caesar for killing Crassus, yep. uh, Tarnassus, and frames yep. Fabian for killing. Oh, and that's and, it. And just sits there and laughs it as Rome burns, burns to, the to the ground. ground. Yep, so that is perfect. Now we need, okay, so we know that Caesar dies because historically that's yep. what that. Um, well. I mean, since when has Hollywood ever killed exactly? Inglorious Bastards had uh, had them kill, uh, <laughs> and that was fantastic because it was unexpected. Yes. So, what if? Uh, okay. So, does Caesar die, and does Fabian die, or do they both live? I, I think they. I think they. Fabian lives. Caesar dies. Yep. But Fabian has to sit there and watch Nero become the next emperor of oh, Rome because he watches. A, oh, okay. So yeah. So we've cast Caesar oh, as Russell Crowe. You know that means we can have a sequel as well. We can have a sequel. Yes. We've cast. Um, uh, Joaquin Phoenix as uh, Fabian. Yep. We've cast Bo Bridges as Crassus. Yep. And Jeff Bridges as Tarnassus. <laughs> yes. We're just missing Nero. We're missing Nero. Uh, okay, so we know Nero is a pyromaniac. Yeah. Do we want him to have that kind of maniacal craziness to him, or does he need to be no. more reserved? And- I, th- I think no one no one suspects Nero until okay. the end of the film, where Nero's just kind of been there the whole time, yep. has maybe even been um, friends with both of yep. them. How about Paul Bettany? Paul Bettany is yeah. Nero. I like it. Because I'm thinking, I mean, I'm thinking of the Da Vinci Code where I'm pretty sure he played like an albino killer or something. Yeah, an albino self-flagellating That's monk. That's right, yeah. Okay. I feel like he would suit that role of Nero really well, just sort of in the background. He's got the guy who you, you could trust, but then like the if he, he has this weird smile and he's yeah. like, oh, actually, maybe you're evil the yeah. whole time. He's the kind of guy that you could walk past on a subway and like not see him unless he does something that makes you see him and then you're like I really see you right now yeah well I think he's also like six foot five or something like yeah, that yeah. so he's kind of a bit difficult a bit to tall. miss that's right um and I think what we've done really well here as well which you know is taking a leaf out of all the um the mafia films yeah. in the past is just like given no interesting roles to female characters yes I think I think that because <laughs> we'll have to wait to the third film and then we'll have to cast like one of our daughters that we yeah. don't have that's all right. We get to wait another twenty years or so before the third <laughs> film came to, comes out. So we've got we've got a bit of time to work on that. Yes, yeah. We've we've done very poorly for 
women in this film, uh, but it'll be all rectified in the third film. Uh, I mean, do we want to change that for this film or just? I, I don't. I, I think I don't think so. Unless, like, I mean, you have you can have some pretty powerful um, elder uh, women because Julia is Julius yep. Caesar's mother, played yep. quite a large role in his life. Yep. So there'd be those sort of characters around. Yeah. There's probably is there a love interest at some point? I don't think it needs it. No, I don't think so either. I think it's a bit of a. I th- we've done love triangles for like the last. We've done love, we've done love a few we've done a few times. Yeah. Love heptagons. <laughs> Um, there is the one last looming thing that we need to do yep. with all of our films, yep. and that is come up with a name oh, for it. Oh, gosh. Uh, okay, so we're dealing with the classic Caesar story. We're dealing with the Roman Empire. It's obviously a mob film as well, a mafia film. Um, what? And we sort of, I think we need to have a, a title that evokes the idea that this is the first mafia as yeah. well. I mean, the way that everyone does that now, now it's just like something origins. Mafia BC. Mafia BC. I think it's like we could have called it BC, Borganized Crime. <laughs> um, which obviously doesn't make anything. Well, BC could just be before crime. Before crime? Yeah. Ooh. I mean, people will think we're making some kind of weird, like semi-religious film we call it BC. But if it's just called Before Crime. I like it. Yeah. I really like it. BC. BC. And people just call it, yeah, before crime. Yeah. That's it. (laughs) Wow. That was easier than I thought. Uh, Yeah. Okay. I think that's a wrap. I think it is. All right. Housekeeping. As per usual, we are online at moviefilmstudios.net where you can find all of our previous episodes, our bios, and of course, Mufuzawidada, our database of films that we've created on this podcast. Search Facebook for Movie Film Studios and join the community where we post clues and uh, hints as to the trailers that we've watched in upcoming episodes. Uh, yeah, good luck. Let's <laughs> It's like Goodfellas, Godfather. There's a lot of G-O-D kind of words in there. And <laughs> Maybe Scarface. just convert them all to Italian. That's not a bad idea. There you go. Um, but, like, I think you'd have to break it up into, like, you know... Is, is there a word for Godfather in Italian? That, uh, I should know this, but no. Is I, there a word for a good fella in <laughs> a scarred a face? Or, uh, I don't know what fella would be. Scar, I have no idea. Good boy. Faccia is face, I believe. Yeah, I don't there know you go. Scar is. Uh, yes. Yeah, anyway. unless, unless Scarcella actually just means Scarface, <laughs> and you, ha- you all of this all of this time you just haven't known. Yeah, it's <laughs> that film is a biography. Um, we are on iTunes. We are on Podbean. We are on Spotify. Spotify and every other place that you get podcasts from. If they have the ability to give uh, a rate, or if you have the ability to give a star rating to our podcast, how about chucking a few stars our way? We consume them daily. Yeah, this uh, starving at the moment. We're very much starving. <laughs> I think that's where the word starving comes from too. Is not getting enough stars. <laughs> And I think that's it. All that remains is to thank you all for listening this week. I've been Isaac. And I've been AJ. Roll credits. And April showers. Romance will soon be ours. An outdoor paradise for two. I like every month in the year.